Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders, sharing thoughts and practical tips for becoming more customer-centric and accelerating revenue growth. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, CEO at Momentum ITSMA, a global B2B growth consultancy and advisory firm. ABM has gone from a three-letter acronym that meant nothing to today, where ABM is a core part of every global organization's marketing function, with firms spending over a quarter of their marketing budgets on ABM in 2022. So today we're going to talk about what to expect for account-based marketing in 2023. Every year for the past six years, together with the ABM Leadership Alliance, we've conducted a global benchmarking study on account-based marketing to look at trends, what's working and what isn't, and used it to shape what's next. This is the largest survey of its kind, and with more organisations investing in account-based marketing, I wanted us to use this first episode of 2023 to provide you with key insights to help inform your account-based strategies. Today, I'm joined by two of our senior team, Rob Levitt, Senior Vice President of Advisory, and Will Nichols, our Chief Customer Officer. Welcome, Rob. Will, great to have you with us. Hello, thank you. Thanks, Alicia. Absolutely. Rob, before we go into the study, we, we were there at the beginning, um, you know, t- 20 years, it's been a long time. What, what's the same today for ABM programs as it was in 2003? Oh, Alicia, it's a, it's a great question because, my gosh, the world has changed you know, many times in the last 20 years. I think there are some real constants. First of all, companies appreciating, B2B companies appreciating that your top accounts, your key accounts are central to any growth strategy, any innovation that's important. And so putting a real focus on those key accounts, which is a big part of what ABM is all about, that's been there from the very beginning. Also, I think just the core principles that we really identified going in in the early 2000s, as you say, that account-based marketing is all about an integrated sales and marketing approach. Uh, It's not about lead generation. It's not about handoffs. It is about marketing and sales together, really looking at your most important accounts, doing the research, understanding their issues, taking an outside in a customer centric approach, and then creating very customized and tailored campaigns based on customer needs and customer insight. And and then finally, you know, one of the core principles we've always talked about is that account-based marketing is about the three R's, reputation, relationships, and revenue. It's a long-term focus. And so you're trying to build reputation. You're trying to broaden and deepen relationships with key decision makers, as well as, of course, drive revenue. So those have stood the test of time. And even though the world has changed so much, uh, I think those are the constants. I mean, those core principles we, we come back to time and time again, although channels, format strategies have, have evolved and shifted. But I was intrigued to, to hear you a couple of weeks ago, Rob, talk about ABM still being in its early days. 20 years on, is it is it really in its early days? <sighs> Google was, what, a few years old when ABM was first codified? Has, a lot has happened in the last, last two decades. <laughs> I, I know. I, I um, you know, honestly, Alicia, I kind of went back and forth on that one. But I, in in some very important ways, I do think we're still in early days. 
there are companies, there are pioneers, the IBMs and Accentures and HPs and so on that really have been at this for a long time. But in the broader B2B space, it's still pretty new. And we've seen in the last few years, more and more companies just getting started with ABM. So in that sense, it's still early days. Um, you know, we think ABM is pervasive, but the reality when we do our benchmark studies is that the majority of companies in our research that are doing ABM are in their first year or their first couple of years. And so as ABM has moved from a very small set of big global technology and services companies across financial services, across manufacturing, across you know healthcare, health tech, information services, uh, more and more is new. We're still learning how to take advantage of the data, the technology, the tools, the different skill sets that marketers and salespeople and customer success people bring to the table. So, you know, like any fundamental change in business management, business process, uh, there's a long gestation period where we're kind of figuring it out. And because the, the world is changing so fast and the technology and the data are changing so fast, we're still relatively early in the learning curve, even though some companies have been at it for a long time. I think the other big trend uh, I'm seeing, Rob, and just even listening to our CBX research is that your know, buyer journeys are continuing to evolve at quite a rapid pace. If you look at some of the data points we have from 2018 to 2022, you know, it is getting much harder to buy. And that is you know, clearly having a ripple effect also into the maturity of, of many ABM programs. Absolutely. Will, I'd be fascinated to hear your, your top takeaway from the study. You know, lots of uh, rich, rich data, and uh, you know, Rob's just touched on a, a a key key takeout of program maturity. We would love to hear what you've read and what you've seen. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, for me, really, despite the uh, the previous discussion there about the twenty year heritage of ABM, it, the my key takeout is that it's it's really showing no signs of slowing down in terms of firms adopting ABM and embedding ABM strategies across their, their go-to-market. You know, 28% um, of the marketing budget in 2022 was going against ABM and 71% um, of the companies surveyed um, say they're going to increase their ABM spending in, in 2023, which is up 13% year on year. So lots of, of appetite still to in, increase investment, in, embed um, ABM across the board, um, and, and that doesn't look like it's going to let up anytime soon. Yeah, no, that that is de definitely a key and recurring takeaway and, and, and a good one to really kick this this episode off on. I, mean, I think companies are investing more and more in ABM clearly because because it works. I'd love, love to get your take, Rob, on, on what sort of results the study showed, what kind of business impact a program seeing. Uh, Alicia, this is really the, the key driver. I mean, companies invest in ABM because it works, as you say. And um, it works in a variety of ways. And so we, we talk about the three R's and we see that, um, you know, a significant number of companies are seeing improvements in their reputation with their priority accounts. With engagement, we see, you know, 90% of programs doing ABM say they're seeing measurable substantial increases in active engagement with their, you know, with their most important accounts. 
pipeline growth again uh, i think it's 84% are seeing you know real advances in in pipeline growth more than 3 quarters are seeing revenue growth and there are some bigger organizational improvements as well you know sales and and marketing alignment has been a constant challenge from the first we see a very solid two thirds saying that abm is significantly improving marketing and sales alignment you know and and one more that's maybe a little bit harder to measure but we we hear this all the time uh from the companies we work with that uh abm it's part of the sales and marketing alignment but it's really helping elevate the role and perception of marketing itself you know abm is uh kind of on point for marketing being more holistically focused on corporate growth corporate innovation investing in those most important accounts and so that's pulling all of marketing uh, along with it as a business driver and as a business leader and so that's quite significant as well to help organizations deliver market beating growth with their abm programs we've released a brand new book an executive's guide to account-based marketing for more details visit momentumitsma.com or find the book on amazon love to hear your thoughts will on um you know what what aren't we hearing so much about you know there's often lots of good news touted around abm programs but what are the real challenges where, where are programs getting unstuck what, what are you seeing in the data I think um, it's, it's really interesting that you know the challenges that client customers and clients face in in, um, in really embedding ABM really are, are are the ones that are true of are true all of the time for for everyone that's trying to get get ABM to work in their organisation, and then there are some challenges that come from scale and trying to scale. So in terms of um, you know the, the the ones that are constant. It's always you know, a challenge to truly unite sales and marketing teams behind um, getting behind a customer mindset. Yeah, that um, that is always a challenge. And and then in terms of scaling, you know, the, it's it's easy to see how you can scale a program by you know, with a light touch approach to personalization and customization. It can be a lot harder to scale a program um, and and still deliver true relevance and, and customer centricity at an acceptable level of investment and so finding ways to genuinely scale a, a program um, you know that without sacrificing what makes it good in the first place uh, that that is hard and as a result of those two challenges some firms are, are seeing mixed results so really the, the central challenge is still organizational um, as it has been for, for many years you know, how do you measure um, how do you create genuine customization and personalization at scale? How do you really um, cement and sustain the relationship with sales to, to to get results consistently across the board? Interesting. And and Rob, re- reflecting on those earlier comments around the founding principles uh, of account-based marketing, what, why aren't we seeing more progress on some of the, the critical topics that, that Will's touched on? Uh, particularly around sales and marketing alignment and and scaling. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's hard. <laughs> um, you know, we're we're uh, we're dealing with decades of different approaches, different KPIs, different incentives, different skills when we talk about bringing sales and marketing together. You know, marketing people often joke, you know, I'm, I'm not into numbers, I'm into the creative side. Uh, salespeople always say marketing doesn't understand what we're doing, they don't understand selling. 
And so it takes time. It's about building relationships. It's about building process. It's about building trust. Uh, you know, in the early days of ABM, when companies were working with a few handfuls of key accounts and putting senior marketing people, often people with sales experience, to do ABM hand in hand with client partners and, and account leads, you had the time to build trust, to build relationships. As we've tried to scale it, as companies are trying to get up and running really quickly, uh, sometimes they take shortcuts. Uh, you know, literally, if you're trying to do ABM one to few, one to many with dozens or hundreds of accounts, and you've got five ABMers, they just don't have the time to talk daily, weekly with the sales leads for all of those accounts. So there are process issues. I mean, the good news is we are making progress. But it's 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 not simple. And so we need to be thinking about shared metrics, shared training and education, shared understanding and collaborative process. You know, so it's why we see the best, most effective programs invest more in education and training on both sides to get a common understanding, to invest in standardized tools and templates and processes so it's easier to collaborate. Um, so I think we are seeing progress, but it's not maybe as fast as we would like. You know, we started 20 years ago saying this is a big challenge. We might have thought that it wouldn't be 20 years <laughs> before we solved it, but, uh, but here we are. Yeah, I think when you look at one-to-one -one programs, it, it feels like there's always stronger sales and marketing alignment. And as you've touched on, as you get into the, the larger groups of accounts, I, I also uh, do worry that you know, those core principles end up getting very diluted. And, and actually, your one-to-few or your one-to-many ABM program, if you will, is, is not really ABM at all. It's traditional marketing with, with some account referencing placed onto a campaign. Yeah, def definitely a big debate there <laughs> and a big topic. And we always say, as, as you know, Alicia, that um, you can do one to few ABM and you can even do one to many ABM, but it, it is all about those core principles and those do become harder to implement and stick with as you try to scale coverage uh, of accounts without scaling staff and investment to, to drive it. Got it. Um, and I was intrigued to see some of the business objectives, Will, in the in the study. You know, it looks like ABM programs are really balanced between acquiring uh, new logos, greenfield accounts, as well as growing existing accounts. Is that what you're seeing out, out there in the market? Is that what you're seeing with, with your customers, Will? This is actually one of the findings that surprised me the most. Um, and, and I was expecting to see something slightly different. We had a really interesting discussion with senior marketing leaders um, in, in the middle of the autumn and uh, we were talking about approach going into the into a potential downturn slash recession and, and what people were going to be doing and there was a, a, a strong indication from from that group that um, focusing efforts on existing customers and, and growing those existing protecting and growing those existing relationships was going to be the dominant strategy in conversations with clients it does really vary to, to, to my mind what clients are focused on you know, in, in client sectors where you know there's still a, a land grab on then there's still a big focus on greenfield accounts um, for other clients you know that the, the you know, there's a focus on existing customers and i wonder whether actually this finding is is um is, is a bit of a research effect 
uh, as you aggregate um, lots of different types of strategies and approaches, you, you get a, a quite a balanced view. Um, so I, I was a little skeptical and, and wondering whether actually, um, you know, if for any, any given individual organization, you might find a different strategy. What about the the point on um, technology stacks? It looks like in the in the research, you know, clearly there's there's been some progress made. You know, where, where does where does technology feature in the study? Is is everyone now using more or less the same same tech, and, and therefore it's about having the best account based strategy, or, or is there still a way to go in in building out tech infrastructures? Yeah, again, this was a really interesting set of results here. I think you know, three years ago you were seeing. Martech investment as as a kind of number one priority for for, for many marketing organisations, and we're definitely kind of in an, another another phase now. Um, and so it was really interesting that there's still quite a big gap in terms of how marketers rate themselves and their effectiveness at using Martech. So despite all of that investment, there's still lots of work to be done done to be done in this area. And you know, I think what what the data is showing us here is is that. There's a lot of um, existing plumbing, but are, are are we really getting the benefit of it? Is it really working? Is it really joined up? Is it really clear what individual tools are used for and how they connect with each other and you know how individual teams are supposed to work with them? Probably not. There's there's lots of room for improvement there, uh, and then even just in terms of the sophistication of the Martech stack itself. Yeah, you know, there's plenty of room for additional tools and, and innovation and um, development there. If you look at things like chat, you know, only 40% of organisations are, are implementing, saying they implement chat in, in, in any any meaningful way. Um, so, you know, just as an example of a technology that's pretty well established and uh, in, in other sectors, you know, things like chat are, are, are yet to be properly embedded. So a way, a way to go, but you know, clearly there's there's some strides that we've made forward on the, on the tech front. I would love to uh, unpack a little bit with you, Rob, just what, what some of the top performing programs are doing. I think the study does a, a really good job in identifying um, ABM leaders, looking at uh, a group of the highest performing programs that are really delivering far greater business impact when compared to other programs. What are you seeing, Rob? What, what are some of the key things that the, these programs are doing differently? Um, there's a few levels here, and, and uh, you know, this is always one of the most important and interesting parts of the study. Um, you know, as, as Will alluded to, a lot of the data in the study is aggregate. So, you know, on balance, what are, what are most companies doing? But there really are a, uh, a set of more effective programs. And so we want to dig into that. Um, there's a strategic element uh, to this. We see that the most effective programs are have really integrated and elevated ABM as a corporate priority. It's not a mark, just a marketing program or a set of tactics like personalization um, or customization of content. Um, it is an integrated corporate growth strategy, and there is really clear corporate focus on top tier accounts, second tier accounts that every, you know, that go to market is built around, you know, so that's one set. Um, there's a people side to this. And it's a combination here, we see on the one hand, leaders are really investing more in the skills of their core ABM teams and, and kind of team development. 
but there's also a broader uh, alignment around the extended ecosystem. I mean, if ABM is a corporate priority and a corporate strategy, it's not just a small ABM team that's implementing. It involves all of marketing. It involves all of sales. It involves product. It involves customer success and delivery and consulting and even finance. You know, we talk about customer experience. And so there's a lot more focus on building out the processes and the relationships to align that uh, much more extended ecosystem. It includes outside consultants and agencies as well. And then finally, uh, it's back to core principles of really being insight driven and focused on relevance, not what we have on the shelf and want to sell, but what do our customers and prospects really need? So it's investing more in data and insight and then working that through the system uh, so that we really can be relevant and speak to the needs uh, with messaging, with content, with thought leadership, with events, with activities. Um, that they truly are data and insight based. And we're using that to tune our individual approaches and, our, and build the, the overall program. So the, the best ABM programs, if I'm hearing you correctly, they're, they're very much focused on integrating ABM as a corporate growth strategy. Uh, it's all about team development, not, not just the ABM team, but extending beyond the ABM team across marketing sales, the, the business operations and extended partners. And they're not doing insight for the sake of it. They're, they're doing insight to really focus on, on building account and customer relevance. Exactly. And Will, just looking looking ahead from, from the study, that we also pulled out some key initiatives, some key ABM program initiatives in 2023 that organizations are looking to adopt and, and prioritize. Can, can you talk through the highlights um, here? Where, where are organizations going to focus as, as we look ahead to the next 12 months? Sure. Yeah. Again, re- really interesting to see um, some of these themes. So, you know, th- there's a uh, de- definitely a sense that leaders are going to try and expand what they do for accounts currently AB- currently in the ABM program. So, broadening out from from the existing pr- pr- program to, to to cover additional elements. We're seeing a lot more organisations using a blended approach to ABM to help them with the, the challenge around scale. So not not thinking about one to one, one to few, and one to many as as individual activities and layers, but but finding ways to uh, blend activity across those different to different layers. For example, based on account engagement, think definitely seeing a, um, a, a, some some evidence that new tools and templates that facilitate reuse and and sharing, so the um, repurposing is made more more possible and and, and easier. And uh, in addition, adding more marketing resources in, you know, that there, to, to Rob's point earlier, there is just a basic uh, manpower issue around um, scaling ABM. Um, I think really interesting that uh, adding a, a stronger focus on, on applying ABM to um, particular sales opportunities or deal pursuits. So, you know, some clients are talking about ABM and DBM and having, you know, gearing themselves up and tooling up for, for both of those um, in, in a more formal way. Um, and then education and training, definitely um, an increase in investing in, in ABM skills amongst existing marketeers, 
both to upskill and uh, make uh, more consistent the approach of the existing team, but also to help deal with churn and additional team members joining. Um, and then finally, adding adding technology to automate and create more leverage for existing programs. There's a wealth of really great tools and platforms available now. And so using those to automate in a sensible way that, that still preserves the principles of account-based marketing, um, we're seeing that uh, more and more as well. With buyer complexity and continuous change across buying cycles, I think ABM programs will continue to face ongoing pressure to adapt, to keep keep changing and, and making the most of the market opportunity. What, what can we expect in 2023, Will, from ABM programs? Uh, good question. I mean, it's very dangerous making predictions, isn't it? So um, uh, I'll, I'll give it my best shot. I, mean, I think what's really fascinating to me is, is that as ABM continues to, to grow, uh, in terms of uh, people's level of interest in it, its adoption, its, you know, its perceived impact. I think actually that raises it up the agenda in terms of CMOs having to decide where to invest. And, and I think that could usher us into a new phase where you know, the, the, uh, the, the investment that CMOs are putting behind ABM versus other large spending areas of, of the marketing mix, for example, brand building activities that are more broadcast and mass suddenly having to make decisions about um, you know, where to invest in, in that area versus ABM will become raise up the agenda, whereas it, previously it hasn't been. So I think some of the, the tension and, 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 and debate around investment in, in uh, marketing in general and ABM specifically, I don't think that's going away. I think that, that actually the nature of the conversation could change um, as, as ABM becomes more a, a common approach across different marketing organizations. Yeah, I think that's really interesting. It aligns with a, a couple of seeds that I've seen in conversations going into 2023, um, where CMOs have signed off to completely different business cases outside of the day-to-day marketing budget um, with the, the wider corporate organization to fund quite large, large-scale investments in, in ABM programs. Interesting times. Rob, would love, love to hear your thoughts for 2023. So thanks, Alicia. It's a a great question. And I'm going to pick up where Will left off. We clearly have real economic stress and and uncertainty going on. We're seeing layoffs. We're seeing, uh, you know, a lot of questions, inflation uh, and so on. And as is often the case, it's a real test for marketing uh, and marketing leaders. And so I I fear a little bit we're going to see a bit of a bifurcation ABM has become pervasive in B2B. It is still kind of new for a lot of companies as we've talked about. And so now we get this stress point and I think a number of companies will double down and say, you know what? We need to invest more in our most important customers and those must win prospects and deals and opportunities. And so we're gonna go even harder. We're gonna put more energy, more resource, more time and effort into ABM, others will fall back. Uh, And I think that where it is less embedded, we may see companies, um, you know, scale back or or try to keep expanding without investing more, uh, you know, as they either cut marketing overall or try to, uh, you know, everybody says do more with less. And to some extent we can do that, but at a certain point, 
you know, investment matters. And so I, I think we may see a bit of a bifurcation uh, in ABM development over the next year or so. It'll be interesting to, to see how that, that divide plays out. Yeah. What do you think, Alicia? What's your prediction? Um, I think building on last year, we saw a big, big focus, didn't we, in um, team selling um, and just reflecting on the ABM research, CBX research. We're seeing this complexity convergence of physical and, and digital activity. So I think just more more inconsistencies in customer experience, more data points it will, will bring ABM much sharper into, into the client focus. I think ABM programs are really going to be able to uh, better leverage the data that we're seeing from, from all of those interactions and drive stronger coordination, I think, ultimately, of um, of those team selling, the, those internal teams and, and external partners. So I'm excited for, for the next 12 months and, and uh, w- working with many of our clients on embedding and uh, scaling their programs. Well, Rob, thanks so much uh, for joining us. Great to hear some of the key themes coming out of the ABM research. So much to look forward to in 2023. I think it's going to be a crucial year for the development of account-based marketing strategies and programs. Looking forward to to, to regrouping 12 months from now and and, and seeing what came through. Definitely. Thanks, Alicia. We're we're all looking forward to this. Uh, A lot of of exciting times ahead. Fantastic. Thanks very much. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum ITSMA, a leading B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. Learn more at MomentumITSMA.com.